Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 284 of The Virtual Couch. I am your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, an author, a speaker, a husband, all those things. But I'm also the father of four amazing, wonderful children. And coming up on today's episode, I have interviewed my daughter, McKinley, a.k.a. Mackie, a.k.a. Mac. Uh, She is 21, I believe. And I know that sounds like a joke, but holy cow, I have joked about the approximate ages of my kids and my wife for so long that I honestly question myself, but she was born in 1999. And so just to make sure that I got this right, I went and looked up her age on a birthday calendar on the internet because I was so in my head that I was going to get her age wrong. But that led me down a little bit of a rabbit trail. So Mackie is 685,584,000 seconds old or 11,426,400 minutes or 190,000 hours, almost 8,000 days. 11,000 weeks, 260 months, or 21 years old. Eight months, 21 days old. Which makes me, by the way, I couldn't help myself. I am 1.6 billion seconds old, or 27 million minutes. That is kind of mind-blowing. That translates out to 51 years, 9 months, and 21 days old. Which is insane, but I digress. So today's episode is so good, and yes, I am biased because I interview my daughter, but I have received plenty of amazing feedback from the episodes that Mackie has been on the past. She's come on openly, and she has talked about her struggles with anxiety and depression, and she was also on a panel of guests, which is one of my favorite episodes of all time, where we were a few months into the pandemic, and she was there with my oldest daughter, Alex, and Alex's um, husband, Mitch, and my wife, uh, her lone appearance on the virtual couch. And my nephew, Connor, which was, he's a hilarious individual. So today, though, I want you to know we go really, really deep. Mackie just graduated from cosmetology school, and she has taken a job at an absolutely incredible salon in South Jordan, Utah, that just opened up a new location. And it's called the Ivory Salon Suite, and I will have the link to the the location and how to book with my daughter in the show notes. And I would highly encourage you to go book with Mackie because she's honestly very, very good at what she does. You'll kind of get a feel for that in the interview today. But we often, um, here's what I like that we talked about today, is that like so many of us often do, we take the job, we follow the career, or we get the degree that we feel like we're expected to, because that is what our parents or our friends or our church or our community says that we should do. And I often say, nobody likes to be should on. And when you're doing something because you think you're supposed to, that is called a socially compliant goal. It goes against who you are at your core, because it just goes against your your own sense of self or process of unfolding or all these other cool psychological terms. But when you are living your life by a socially compliant goal, then you are often just going to continue to kick the can down the road. You'll do things later. You will, you'll try to be happier later. Right now, you just got to get to work. You got to plow through your job. There's this concept of where you you go to work so that you can then come home and enjoy yourself or get to the weekend and have fun. And I, I don't talk about this often, but I'm kind of convinced that that might be just one of those stories that our own brain is telling us, that we feel like we can't do what we really want to do at our core. Because what I often hear in my office is that people will say, well, if I really did what I enjoy, then all of a sudden it would uh, it would become a job and I wouldn't enjoy it anymore. And I would often say, I'm talking probably for years, where I would say, no, I hear you. I, that makes sense. And then one day it hits me that, oh, I actually did 10 years in a career that I absolutely did not enjoy. And now I'm pushing 17, 18 years in a career that I absolutely love and adore. And so when you love your job or when you're doing something you feel pretty passionate about, and that doesn't mean I love every minute of every day, 
But when this is something that really speaks to you, that you're passionate about, then when you come home, you're still on fire. When you hit the weekend, you, you still, you're just excited to do things. And I often find that people that are living these socially compliant lives, socially compliant goals and doing things because they just think they have to hit the end of the day, they're exhausted, you know, and they, they say, okay, you know, I'll do those things that I always wanted to do later. I'll do them when I get caught up on things. I'll do them after I get a lot of sleep. I'll do them when I make a little bit more money or when I get married or when the kids are older or when the kids are out of the house or when we get the new car or the nicer place. And that is just kicking the can down the road when there is so much life to be lived right this very second. So um, Mackie was just passionate about the the going to cosmetology school, but she was afraid to take action on it. We're going to talk a lot about that today. And I want you to know this is she she would she's going to talk openly about the fact that she knew that she had that support from her parents. But even when we support them early and often, that they can literally still do and think and feel whatever they're going to do, think and feel because we're all our own unique individual people. So I could say all day long, Mac, I'm a therapist. Come on, do what you want to do. Find your dream and passion. And I love what she goes into today where she talks a lot about saying, I mean, I heard you, but I still felt like I might disappoint you. So we we need to understand that uh, every one of our kids, our spouse, that we are all our own unique individuals going through this thing for the first time. This thing meaning life and the moment that you come upon today, you've never experienced that before based on all the situations that you bring to the table right now. So it becomes even more important that we are there for each other, that we hear each other, that we're not trying to control each other, that we're not trying to tell each other what they should do, because how on earth do you really know what another person should do when you have never been that person? So we, you know, we talk about how teenagers, when they truly don't feel like their dreams or their goals or their hopes or their passions are even an option, can often feel hopeless or stuck or helpless. So as parents, it is so important to know how to encourage your kids to find their path, but to know again that even when you do your best to be supportive, that they all that they're going to have their own views of who that they think that they're supposed to be. So I say so often that you can either have love or control in adult relationships, not both. And I feel like in today's episode, we really speak to the fact that you can even express love and somebody else can still push you away. And that isn't necessarily about you. Um, everybody is, again, they're on their own path. They're trying to find themselves. But I guarantee you, that the more time and energy you devote to showing your spouse or your kids or anybody that you care about, that really matters to you, that you love them, that you're there for them, and that when and if they do hit a breaking point or rock bottom or whatever that is, that they will know that they can come back to you because you hear them, because you see them, you love them, and you are there for them in whatever capacity that they need. It does not mean, okay, see, uh, I knew you'd come crawling back to me looking for advice. Because I'm telling you, if you put that energy into the people around you, number one, they aren't going to come back looking for help. In fact, they'll most likely do the opposite. They'll probably try to do everything they can do to not come back. And here's where that, here's where things get kind of interesting from a psychological perspective. I, we have that whole model backwards. We think that we have to push somebody out of the nest in order for them to fly. Now, that might work with birds or in books or maybe even written in stories by authors that are trying to process their own feelings of abandonment from their own parental figures. But we actually need to do the opposite. The, the birds, so to speak, under our care need to know that they can be in the nest until that they believe that they are ready to fly. And they need to know that they can come back to the nest if they don't feel safe or that if they're going to go through some rough patches in life, um, that they know that they can come back to their secure base or their secure attachment and know that 
somebody has their back. And, and I often feel like when I start talking about things like this, a parent will say, well, yeah, but if I just, uh, if I don't shove them out of the nest, they're going to sit here and stay at home and play video games forever. Well, here's, here's the part that we're missing. The fact that they are afraid to go out and try to find themselves might be because you put so much pressure on them that they're going to do it wrong. You better not mess this up. You better not let me down. You know, this is so important right now, what you do. And so no wonder if that person feels like I'm scared to death, I'm going to do it wrong, then they're going to cope with things like video games, social media, uh, pornography, alcohol, you name it, as an unhealthy coping mechanism because they feel like if I screw this up, my parent's going to abandon me forever. And so then eventually the parent does boot them out of the house and then they have to go figure it out. And the parent says, see, if I never would have booted you out of the house, this never would have worked. And that whole model is backwards. It's broken. If we've been nurturing a relationship with our kids where they know that they can come to us with anything, and I'm not talking about the hollow kind of, hey, champ, you know, you can come to me with anything, but then they come to you and say, uh, wreck the car, or I'm smoking pot, or I failed out of school. And then we say, are you freaking kidding me? You know, is that the, so are we really, can they really come to us with anything? So I feel like oftentimes when the kid is still in the basement playing video games, they're paralyzed because they're so afraid that they may go out and do it wrong, which then only frustrates the parent. At that point, that's where I feel like the parent needs to say, hey, I'm here. You know, I've got your back. What do you want to do? What can I help you figure out so that they know that they can go out there and try their best? And if they don't succeed, that's even a loaded word, that they know they can come back and say, all right, well, that one didn't work. So what are we going to do next? Instead of us feeling like we have to just push them out of the nest. So remember, this isn't about you. Um, it's about them. And if you feel like it's your job to throw your bird out of your nest or else all the other birds will think you're not a good bird parent, or if you feel like you have to throw the bird out of the nest because that's my parents threw me out of the nest. I seem to be okay. You're working from a flawed model, but I so digressed, but that really felt good to get off my chest. So let's get to today's episode with my daughter Mackie and please check out the links in the show notes and go by and say hi to her and get your her did as the kids say from my daughter Mackie. All right, let's uh, get to today's episode. diaphragm. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Loud, project your voice, Mackie. Okay. Okay. Welcome back to the virtual couch. Thank you. Do you know that you now become the most interviewed guest in the history of the podcast? That's kind of fun for me. It is, right? <laughs> I was thinking about that at first. I was going to say you've tied my intern slash associate, Nate Christensen, and Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife, world-renowned sex therapist and relationship coach with three times, but then you were also part of the COVID kids. I was. And that was, yeah, it was an ensemble cast, but you were a part of it. So technically, like pulls me ahead. yeah, so this is your fourth episode. Makes me feel like a big deal. I know, right? <laughs> I've been looking forward to recording this one for a while. Yeah. And we were talking about things leading up to this and we could go a lot of different directions and I think things could get really deep. Mm-hmm. They could get heavy. And I think that's, that's, we're going to keep it real as the kids say. Kids don't really say that anymore, do they? Do they? Sometimes. Sometimes? I don't know. Okay. So the, in your previous appearances, we've talked a little bit about anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And and so I get a lot of emails. I forward some of them to you. Those are fun, right? Yeah. When people say that they've really identified with things that you've said. Or I think in particular, I get ones from moms who have said that 
they even listen to our episodes with their daughters. Mm-hmm. What's that like, by the way, when you get that kind of feedback? It's nice because I like it's scary to be vulnerable yeah. and to put things out there, which yeah. I have done a decent amount at this point. And yeah. so it's just nice to feel like at least a couple people have taken something from it. More than a couple people. But it's just, it's nice. Yeah. And it's just nice because it just is reassuring that everyone is going through things and there's, you can just be nice and helpful and yeah. all those good things. People really are too going through a lot of things and sometimes, yeah. and this is going to sound silly, but I forget. And, and I really do at times if I bring on a new client, how much I need to validate and say, oh, I have dealt with that before. Mm-hmm. And and I, I find myself not wanting to say that at times because I don't want the person to feel like I'm dismissing their experience. Right. But then I remember that they're coming in here sometimes feeling like they've never told anybody about their right. experience. And I think they're the only one that's felt it. And it's yeah. like, no, everybody goes through absolutely things. Absolutely. And I still feel like... Um, I, I always say that I have this thing on my shoulder called a holy crapometer that, that and I want, and I tell people it's not going to move, trust yeah. me, because they will say, I bet you've never heard this, or this is going right. to sound so crazy. And sometimes I think, huh, I wonder if this will be something yeah. that I've never heard, yeah. but no, not really. Some yeah. But not even to dismiss them, but you're right. Everybody right. wants to feel like they're not alone or crazy or that sort of thing. Right. All right. Why? The reason I was so excited about this is there are so many things that have gone on since we last spoke because we last spoke I think you weren't in college yet I think so yeah yeah other than the COVID kids episode yeah but so when we last left it was probably finishing up your senior year Mm -hmm. and you were trying to figure out what to do next Mm -hmm. and what do you remember about that what do you remember about wanting to do or thinking you wanted to do as you were wrapping up honestly I didn't think about it a whole lot like I didn't I don't know. I, I knew growing up, I feel like from the time I was like 13 or 14, I wanted to do hair. Okay. And that was always like in the back of my head. And so I'd always say it was like my backup option because I didn't want to admit that it was what I actually wanted to do because I was scared of the stigma. Okay. There, yeah. Which is dumb. I even think as you're saying this right now, I didn't realize it was that early on yeah. that you wanted to. Oh yeah. It was as soon, it was like the first, as soon as I like started looking into makeup and like getting into that stuff, I was like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. I care about this and I want to do this. And so I knew like pretty early on, but then, yeah, I got scared of the dumb hair school girl stigma thing, which is so stupid, Okay. but I cared too much about that and then went through a lot of crap and then didn't really care about my future in general and then didn't think about it too much after that. Yeah. So So, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about it. The hair school stigma. Yes. When did you start feeling that? I feel like in high school, people would talk about it and make assumptions about people and say things like, oh, well, they're just going to hair school or they're just going to do that. Or I bet she just goes to hair school or like stuff yeah. like that. And it was always just tied with like, that means you're dumb and you can't do other things and whatever. And so I totally let that get to me. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not dumb. Like, I'm not going to like I and I totally listened to that, which is stupid because you actually you can't be dumb if you're going to go through hair school. It's <laughs> well, not what, as easy as you think it is. I've, I'm grateful you say that. And yeah. first of all, do you feel like. You went to, uh, you went, it's, how long was it? Two years, a year and a half? With COVID, it was like a year and a half. Yeah, with COVID, yeah. Years, that was a whole other experience. Yeah, I it forget. shut down for a little bit. But it, yeah, so it was yeah. like a year and a half, 1,600 okay. hours. And you, 1,600 hours, mm-hmm. and you had to do a lot in the classroom as yeah. well as actual sty- styling hair, yeah, cutting hair. Yeah, taking clients. Yeah. 
for the five days. Yeah, yeah. which I didn't know that's how it works. Maybe yeah. even for anybody that's I didn't listening either, to this right, did yeah. you? Okay. I thought it was going to be in a classroom the whole time, but you're you're taking clients more than you're not. I mean, and how and how soon were you starting to see clients? This is what kind of blew my mind. So I think it was eight weeks. Eight weeks in, and then you're yeah. cutting people's hair, and, yeah. and it's more than just cutting people's hair. Yeah. Yeah. Eight weeks. Yeah. And you were coloring hair. All of it. All of that. Do you remember your first experience with somebody? I don't remember my my first experience was mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like different than, and I don't remember my like very first client. Yeah. But I remember like those early stages and just like trying to fake the confidence. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I, mean, I even think about this. We'll probably talk about some of this too. You and I have had a lot of conversations around even the similarities. It seems like from therapist and cosmetologist. Yeah. How funny is that? It was surprising to me. Like I knew people tell their hairstylists everything, but I didn't. That means everything, and I love it. Yeah. I love that part of it. Like, but when you're talking everything, you're talking about yeah. they're feeling like they aren't a good parent or marriage issues yeah. or things about addiction. Things that they haven't and... told anyone else. Like, every, that, yeah, I hear it all. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. It's I, I fun bet to that listen. Is. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. Would you ever feel, though, like you needed to give advice or what was that like for you? I don't know how to give advice. <laughs> I feel like I'm not good at it, but I feel like people, like, they ask for it. Uh-huh. But I think more than anything, everyone just wants to be listened to and everyone okay. wants to be heard. So I feel like for the most part, it's just like listening and validating and yeah. that aspect, just building a connection there. That's more important than yeah. the advice that I potentially can try but, to give. No, I love it. And I love when you were just saying there that you were saying, I have to pretend to have the confidence. And I've talked on my podcast before about when I first started seeing clients, I would have this moment where I think, what would a real therapist say? And then that's I, what, yeah, I feel like that's that. what the, I'd be like, Kate. Yeah. What would like someone who actually knew what they were doing yeah. say right now? And, and then over time, I would think, that. wait, I am a real therapist. Do you yeah. remember having a moment where then you thought, okay, wait, no, I do know what I'm doing? Or did this t- happen over extent, time? Yeah, I feel like it wasn't like a like light bulb moment or anything, yeah. but just, oh, okay. Okay. I'm doing okay. this. <laughs> I'm getting so far ahead. So if we go back to, so you always thought that that was your plan B, but you were worried about it for the stigma of cosmetology yeah. So school. I always said, I'd always say this whole, I'm going to go be a teacher. I'm going to go do that. I always had this other, like, legit college thing yeah. that I had in mind and then I would say and then maybe I'll get my cosmetology license yeah. like maybe I'll do that or maybe, maybe I'll think about that like I never was like yes I'm doing this but you were telling me when we were even talking about it before we hit record that but you deep inside said I'm I'm going to do that yeah it was like I will this will happen regardless and that will be my primary like my main thing that I'm gonna do yeah primarily always Okay. But then I'll have this other cover almost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. be the teacher who can also cut hair. Exactly. Um, we also, in a little pre-interview, we talked about, okay, how deep do we want to get and why not get mm-hmm. deep, right? Yeah. Now, this is the funny part where I said we can also edit it. So now at the next part, if I'm saying, and then you lived happily ever after, <laughs> then you'll know that maybe we Just edited some we things out. we cut out a big part. Right? But so deep. What, where we were going with that was I said, man, Mackie, do you remember mom and I driving out to college with you? Yeah. And I remember we were, I felt, honestly, I felt like leading up to the days before you left, I feel like we registered knowing that you might not go. And we even paid for your apartment and stuff knowing, knowing you might not I go. Knowing might turn right around and come back home. And I remember yeah. being like an hour outside of, of Rexburg. Yeah. And I remember because the freeway went a different way. And, and I remember having the conversation with you where you were even saying, and you know what? And, and I might, we might get there and, and turn right around. Yeah. And I remember saying, yeah, we might. Huh, man? Yeah. <laughs> So what do you remember about the that summer leading up to leaving and were you going to leave, were you not going to leave, and, and what led into that? Yeah, I just remember, I, like, I was not in a good place. I was miserable. Yeah. I, basically, the, my whole, my senior year of high school was, mentally, was rough. Like, I 
one of the worst years I think I've ever had type thing. Yeah. And so I was like, I just remember that was really hard. And then I graduated thinking that that would solve all my problems and I'd feel great. And then I didn't like a week after graduation, I'm still sad and miserable and don't know what I'm doing. And just, yeah, really had no idea what was next. And did you feel because you didn't know what was next, that something was wrong with you? Oh yeah. Okay. I was like, everyone, like all my friends know they, they're going to go do this and they're going to do this and they want to study this and they have these plans. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I remember like towards the end of my senior year, finally just being like, okay, I like logically the next step is college. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to just sit at home, stare at my ceiling all day, every day. So Wh- like, which this is the part that I thought got deep was because that honestly, and I, we haven't talked about this, I think directly, but mom and I, that's what we were worried about was yeah. if you stay here, What's you're going to stay gonna inside yeah. and just stare at your ceiling. Yeah. But then that's where I was mentally. Yeah. That's what my life was. But then every time that we would say, but Mackie, uh, don't you want to go do this? And don't you want to go away? And don't you yeah, want to, I didn't want to do anything. And I was telling you earlier, like that was, that was stemming from the fact that I genuinely didn't feel like I had a future and I didn't feel like there was a next step for me. And because of the, those previous years, I felt I was shocked that I made it to 18 and yeah. then 19 and then 20. And every year it was like, oh my gosh, like I actually am doing this and I actually have to think about what's next because I didn't think I would make it that far. Yeah. And I... Which is so sad. Yeah. Because, and we, oh, and what hard. I appreciated yeah. what we were talking about earlier was it wasn't like you had a, and look at me, am I just trying to seek my own validation, but you, you had, a, you had opportunities, but then we were talking about, yeah. but there's so much more that goes into it. If there's some, there's a, there's some history of depression in our family. So if there's some good old chemical things going right. on at the root of at it, the root like of that's it. Just and there. then, and then it really is. And I always say that it's nature and nurture and birth order and DNA and abandonment and yeah. rejection. Right. Because then if you get in some relationships that aren't good and those aren't, that was right. That happened. And those aren't things that you signed up for and nobody gets into a relationship thinking, I think this is going to be pretty crummy. But then they start good, right? It's pretty bad. And then it's like, okay. So yeah. So it was like all of, it was just a lot of crappy things (laughs) going on with that root of just, yeah. History of depression, like knowing there's some chemical imbalance. Yeah. Trying to figure that stuff out already, which is hard enough. Like just trying to deal with that. But then having the crappy life things happening on top of it yeah so then yeah I just remember like that especially that that summer before I left it's yeah I was registered for school and whatever but I didn't want to be and I didn't want to go and I didn't want to do anything and I just remember because yeah I was telling you like just I remember lots of nights where it was just like I was not okay yeah and I was not like doing smart things to cope but turning to very unhealthy things and then I like vividly remember just like pleading with God to just let me go. Yeah. Just that I fell like every night I'd fall asleep. Just come on, just let me go. I'm, I know, done. I, I'm I, done. That breaks my heart. Yeah. It was hard. And it's what I know people feel that and people experience that. And so it's like, that was every single night. And so then it got to a point before I left for school where so I can just sit here and, yeah. and plead and be miserable and stare at my ceiling. Or I can try to cling to this last resort potential thing that could kickstart my future a little bit. So then I embraced this, okay, I'm going to go be a teacher and I'm going to go do that. And I held on to that. It was literally all I had left because I, to some extent, I felt like it was all I had left. And so I just ran with it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. And I wasn't even thinking past that. Which I think is important. And I think yeah. that's where if somebody's saying, but what if this doesn't work out or what yeah. if, and, and I didn't have it in me to even think that way. I was just, yeah. Hey, I'm just going to get there. I'm just going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and then. I didn't know what was going to happen next, but I'm just going to go. And do, you, do you think, and I know it's so hard to, I think we were even talking earlier about when I was saying, when people say, man, I wonder what would have happened if, and I would say, well, uh, yeah, who knows, but then not a productive thought. And I'm yeah. about to say, 
But let's go there for a minute. Right. So for the sake of other people, I wonder if when you're having these thoughts of, you know, it'd be nice to not even wake up. I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm, and I, and this is where I say often that when people come and tell me that they don't, that they've never thought of suicide or something, I think, I don't know if that's even normal. Yeah. And as a therapist, we talk about, but have you ever had the, the plan and it's going to happen this way at this time? And this, that's when things get a little more real. But when people right. have the, you know, if I got hit by a meteorite tonight, yeah. that's, that's okay. Yeah. Or if I just don't wake up, I think that's more yeah. normal than people, people realize. Yeah. But then when you hear you, and I love that you're laying out the part where you always had this plan B, do you, I wonder if you had really felt like that would have been plan A, if that would have helped earlier. Yeah, like it's that thing where no way to know. Yeah. Because that wasn't the case. Yeah. And, you know, but I feel like there's definitely a chance it would have just helped with motivation and mm-hmm. hope and just knowing that I could potentially do something that I would like doing. I yeah. feel like that could have motivated me a little bit. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's right. what I'm saying yeah. again for the sake of those who are listening and who have teenagers or 20 somethings or whoever it is. Yeah. That's where I feel like I just want to say, yeah, it wouldn't necessarily. If your 16, 17-year-old is, is really depressed and you just say, no, no, what do you really want to do? I know right. it's not that easy because I still it's feel not like... I, I like fix. No, and, and not, I like what you're yeah. saying about you could even still say, well, this is what I want to do, but you're still going to feel all that invalidation yeah. from your peers. Right. It doesn't just put everything no. else away. No. But I do definitely think that, yeah, it adds some hope into a life that feels like that's not a thing yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about. And that could be helpful, potentially. So for anyone listening, especially the parents, to just say, no, really, tell me more. Yeah. Not, but I, th- I think you'd be happier, yeah. right? Okay. And then maybe just, yeah, anything you can do to head into that direction, I feel like, couldn't hurt. Yeah. Just even make it uh, more, yeah, I feel like seem it has realistic, like Seem like seem it's real, okay. achievable and it's realistic because in my head it wasn't. Yeah. But that was mine. Right. That was my doing. Like, I had made it this, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Which is funny. So then, because, I don't know, do you remember... When mom and I were, what, when you, when do you remember when we were really saying, no, really, if you want to go to cosmetology school, go. Yeah. No. So I remember, so I went to college Yes. and I stuck it out for, I ended up doing, it ended up being like a year and a half ish, but I, I sucked at it. I didn't go to class. (laughs) I was getting horrible grades, which isn't like me. Like in high school, I got good good. grades. Like I was a good student and in college I was not like I I did the bare minimum. I hated every second of it. Like I, I remember there were times where mom and I would think, Oh, okay. This sounds good. Cause one of the times you took a class and was it elementary education and you were, you really were going to be able to color and cut out things yeah, with construction literally. paper. Yeah. And I thought that's pretty yeah. cool. So I'd have moments where I was like, yeah. okay, like I could get on board with this. Like yeah. I can color, <laughs> I can do those things. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, I hated every second of it. Wasn't doing a good job. And at the whole time I feel like I was doing a little bit better mentally sure because you were staying out there yeah i stuck right? it out like i a few people that yeah, were, like found a couple people that people. i found yeah found a couple really good people that i didn't even know people could be like that good of people yeah. didn't know they were friends that existed like that so exactly. it's like i figured that out got those people and so it's again just that hope thing i was okay yeah it wasn't, wasn't perfect but i was yeah. okay and but we would still get calls sometimes yeah i would i would yeah it and we would still, be reading i remember we would hey mac yeah. and you're here yeah, waiting like, to hear oh, She'd be like, hey, what's up? We're like, hey, hey, whoa, well, yeah. everything's great. Or if it was yeah. like, you need a little pause. You're like, Mackie, you okay? And it's like, right. oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We never said, oh, no, how no. dare you? No, in your head, Are maybe we? a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never. But, and I, so I was like, everything was okay. And then, so then I was entertaining the idea of the cosmetology stuff more seriously to myself. Well, the cool part was, was that there was a it. really good school in your 
in yeah. Rexford. And I, mean, I didn't know yeah, that until like I like yeah. learned about it and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then Did you know people that were already going there or was it no, seriously just a whole other world? It was a whole other thing, yeah. But then I found out that it existed and I was like, huh. huh. Interesting. And then I remember I just been thinking, I just been thinking about it more seriously. And from like, I looked on their website and I like looked into it and I was like reading into all this stuff, trying to figure out like, could I afford this? And could I like on my own, could oh, I just go do this? You, well, okay. So Cause did, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to tell you guys gotcha. and I didn't want to make you like. Interesting. So even though we're so, saying we'll do whatever you want to yeah. do, you're thinking I probably still need to do this yeah. on my own. So I'm going, how can I make this work? Oh, like looking into it, trying to figure it out. Is it because I had no hair? Probably. I was like, he'd never support it. He didn't have hair. (laughs) No, but I, so then I remember just, I remember having just the worst day. I was like feeling ready, ready to give up again. Like I was in that mindset and I remember calling you guys and just kind of throwing it out there, entertaining the idea where, I don't know if you remember this at all, but I I vividly remember the phone call. I think I know where where we're going with this. Hey, I've been looking into this. I kind of, you know, did I I let you finish this sentence before I was, yes, please. No, you literally didn't. And I was so surprised. Like you literally, cause I, I did the whole thing where I made it so dramatic and I was like, I've been thinking and maybe like, what if I, all this stuff. And then I finally spit out just like cosmetology school and you're like, yep, let's do it. (laughs) Like literally let's, let's sign up. Mom and I were probably like like, sitting there going, yeah. yeah." And then within, and I'm like sobbing, like end of the world to me. Like, no, I do remember this, Mac. And within the week, I think literally I was at the school, like financial aid going, figuring it all out, meeting with people, talking about it. Oh, I do remember mom and I were just pumped. Yeah. And, but even then I'm signed up and I've still felt they're going to be so upset. They're oh. going to be so disappointed because I'm not going to college. I'm not getting like a okay, degree. Okay, like, yeah, because you were like, still going to go to college. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because then I stuck with the college with the BYUI stuff. <laughs> I stuck with that for a few semesters. Waste of time, waste of money. Again, failing my classes. I, I do want to say that was funny because mom and I at but that I point were just yeah. saying, okay, we want to support her. But I, it, yeah. deep inside it was, you know, you quit right now, Mac. Yeah. You know, money like, above no. college. Yeah, I was like, no, I got this. I was like, I'm going to get my like business degree. Yes. I'm gonna, yeah, you that's know, right. I was like, so you could be a more entrepreneurial yeah. I was like, I'm do cosmetologist. This. so dumb. I don't know why I didn't want to do it. I don't know why I did. Sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> some money there. <laughs> it was worth but, it, Mackie. Sure. But yeah, so I... Mom and I love Top Ramen. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so then... I don't know. Then finally... Eventually dropped all of the college stuff and then just stuck with the hair school and embraced that. Yeah. And ran with that. Do you remember ever, did you ever feel like it was a mistake once you were there, honestly? I didn't feel like it was a mistake, but I definitely had doubts and moments where I was, what if I can't do this? What if I suck at this? And what if I I dropped out of college and I'm here and the money's already been paid and there's no going back? And what if I don't like it? What if it sucks? What if I just suck at it? And I was like, what if I can't? You know, like no, I definitely so had where, moments okay. like that. Yeah. You, just, you just set me up for my uh, my acceptance and commitment therapy okay. moment where you, at that point, I feel like you were pointed toward a pretty value-based thing. It mattered to you. Yeah. And even there, when we say, okay, I'm going for it, our brain will 100% say, what if I'm no good at it? What yeah. if I suck? What yeah. if I, and that's where what I, if you guys hate that I'm doing what, you know, right. Like just and, I, every, and you probably yeah. get annoying when I drop in a therapist mode. That's where I'm like, Oh yeah, Mac, maybe, but we're not even arguing that, yeah. but you just keep moving forward. And remember, but to me, yeah. that was like, oh, totally, you know, that totally. was always in the back of my head. And so I definitely panicked or I'd have a little bit of an off day or I'd slip back into a little depression sure. type thing. And so it's suddenly I didn't want to be going to school, but that was because of like the other emotional things. baseline yep. and other oh, thing in life you. and things are just sucking. And so I'm like, well, maybe it's, maybe I did the wrong thing. And it's like, no, you're in a crappy relationship and yeah. you don't know exactly what you're doing with your life. And things are just hard yeah. because life is oh, hard. See, that's what sucked yeah. is that you're right. Cause I was talking about these triggers, hungry, angry, lonely, tired or whatever, but yeah, yeah. enter back in 
crappy relationship in the which middle of all this. was the core of my yeah. things, which we, that's a whole other thing. Oh, but, that'll be episode five. Right? Then we can dive right into that. Yeah. But, but no, you're right. As I'm trying, as COVID's going on, I'm trying to finish school. Oh. Crappy relationship that nobody knows is crappy. I'm keeping it to myself. Yeah. Amongst anxiety and depression and life. So at that point, <laughs> then, it's so funny. Then, so at that point, was work almost even an anchor? Yeah. I mean, or your school was at yeah. that point. Wow. And I and so then it's and like, your parents, <laughs> like they're cool. But yeah, so then it's like just all these other factors, all these things. Then yeah, trying to figure out, okay, did I do the right thing here? Am I gonna be okay? Am I yeah. gonna be able to make this work? Just yeah, trying to figure all of that out. I remember you, you you have you have a Beauty by Mackie account, yeah. and then you would start posting pictures of things that you were actually doing, yeah. and I was blown away, because that's really? where I started thinking, holy cow, this is real. It's happening. I mean, you're yeah. doing it, and then you're having, uh, I don't know if you can even talk about these things, but you're starting to, to call and have these experiences where people that had felt down because of their appearance or because of whatever, and you're, yeah. not, and you're listening to them in your chair, yeah. and then you're transforming them the way they look. And then yeah. they're saying, oh, my gosh, and they're crying and hugging you and right. not tipping you still. No, never. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was hair Didn't school. Make- but, but that will all come back to you will be blessed. Yeah. Right. But, then, but what yeah. were those experiences like? Well, yeah, there's one like when you say that there's yeah. one specific one that like I feel like was honest to goodness, like life changing. Talk for about me. It. Because I it happened in a perfect time too, where I'm, you know, relationships crappy, life's crappy. I'm I'm like doubting myself doubting everything. I'm like, am I, you know, I'm not making a difference. I'm not doing anything, whatever. Feeling down. And then I'm just sitting there and one of my teachers is like, hey, we have, we have this 13-year-old girl coming in and this student's going to be doing her hair. Can you help? Can you just jump on? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. whatever. And then she gives me a little backstory and tells me that this 13-year-old is like wanting to end her life and she's Aww. miserable and she never leaves the house and her mom has tried everything and just can't. Like, she's just so worried. So she's like, I'm going to just bring her in for a little like spa type day yeah whatever and so I'm like okay so I remember in that moment like feeling like everything in my life was out of my control I knew that in that moment I could I could do something you'd be I could, present can't, yeah and so I am going by the end of this this girl's gonna be smiling she's gonna feel good about herself and I made that my whole wow. that I needed that to happen for her but also for me and yeah. in my life and so I was like, I'm gonna make this happen and so I remember she sits down in the chair she's looking down at the ground she won't even say a word she won't tell us her name she won't talk nothing oh, wow. and the girl I'm working with kind of tries for a little bit and then just gives up and is like okay I'm just gonna do her hair and so I was like okay that means I have to do it and so I jumped in and I started being I felt so annoying I was but I was just like what's your name what's your favorite color I'm yeah. doing any I'm just asking questions she's not really saying anything so I'm just saying oh my favorite color is this just <laughs> yeah. saying anything just trying to do anything and we're just foiling her hair we're going through whatever and eventually she starts saying a few words nothing crazy she's still looking down at the ground but we just start talking and laughing a little bit like i just throw in a few things whatever we end up full-on talking wow i get her kind of laughing. and we're talking this was hours this thing oh yeah this this was it ended up being six or seven hours which i never knew you did those kind of things it's not uncommon we did her hair and then i did her makeup and it was a whole thing yeah just hours and hours and i think the breakthrough moment i literally i was like so you you got like a crush on anyone? I did Aww. that, and she and she starts blushing and gets all nervous, and then spilled it. Just told me everything about it, and then from that moment on, we were just vibing, we were just wow. talking, whatever. But anyways, so it ended up being fine. She was a whole new person when she left. Her mom had us take a picture with her, hugged her, whatever, and then she left. And she had sent me the pictures that she took, so she had my number. The mom did. Yeah. And a couple hours later, I get a text from the mom 
And she's, I like, just can't thank you guys enough. I I don't even recognize my daughter in the best way possible. All this stuff. She just keeps saying that she feels beautiful. She feels beautiful. She feels beautiful. And she feels like she looks like her sisters and she loves it. And all that. Just the nicest message I've ever received. I was just sobbing as I read it. And just saying that, like, the 13-year-old literally told her mom, that changed my life. Like, that. Just, so you're just, in at that oh, point. Oh, so I'm, I'm sobbing. Oh my gosh. Like, all I did was talk to the girl. Mm. We just talked and we just connected as human beings. But for her, that was that was enough to make a difference. Give her that little bit of hope, that little bit of motivation yeah. to be like, okay. Wow. It doesn't all suck. It's going to be okay. And, and I've been, because I was talking to her, I remember when I was doing her makeup, I was asking her if she wanted to do anything and her, what uh-huh. she was thinking for her future. And she was like, I don't know, but like, I really like makeup. And she wow. was talking to me about that. And I was like, do it. Here's was awesome. Just go do it. This is so fun. You'd be so good at it. And which kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Where it's it totally does. How much of that can play into making a dream a little bit more realistic. Which and I love I that. Making a, a dream a little. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then feeling a little bit better about herself, raising that emotional baseline and then yeah. all of that stuff. So that was a moment for me that, that I was like, okay, I can do something here. And that, that girl, is, yeah. her name was Estee Lauder. And she now runs a <laughs> giant cosmetic line, right? <laughs> This was like a year ago. Oh, okay. I was trying to come up with that. That was really good. Is that somebody still? Or was that just back in the 80s? I mean, that's a company. Okay. Yeah, you're not wrong. I was going to go and say, and that girl, Ariana Grande. (laughs) But then I thought, that's when you went the makeup round, I thought that would be better. Oh, yeah, Yeah. my bad. So, and I remember we would come out, and especially for graduation, I had my first facial there that was, oh my gosh, that was incredible. It really was. It was. And then you graduate. And at that point, well, first of all, talk about COVID. I mean, that not that, that, just a real bummer. The fact it was it was a bummer for everybody. Yeah, I'm not saying everybody. that I'm not dismissing you, but no, I but thought, holy cow, you don't think about all the different person ways. Was affected to some extent because at sure. one point, yeah. then they stopped and said, okay, just read a bunch of things about hair, and then yeah, and shut then the whole school down. You and came then, home and you had all yeah. these creepy dolls at the, around the house. <laughs> yeah, what was the one's name? Cassie. Cassie. <laughs> And then we would come downstairs and Cassie's there on the table and she's looking yeah. at us. But you just had to keep practicing, not doing real Yeah, because it, it ended up being like five months for Man. me. Yeah. Because I didn't want to do the online stuff because I felt like I was getting gypped. So I just waited until it was back in person. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Did, you have, did you have schooling. doubts during that time, during the five months? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because I was just sitting, I was back sitting at home. Yeah. Like I was right back where I was before We were playing a lot of this. Wii. Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. we got good at the Wii. Lots of tennis. Lots of tennis, lots of Mario Kart. Yeah, so that definitely scared me a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, do I want to go back? Can I go finish this? Honestly, this is what I love about this, uh, being able to talk to you about it now. I I remember, I I can't remember if mom and I talked about it, but I remember starting to feel, "Uh oh, what if? Yeah. She just feels, you know what, I'm here. I'm good. And then I'd be right where I was. Yeah. Senior year. So it was was scary. But obviously I went back and I finished and it was hard. The last little bit was hard. Yeah. But well, especially there ended up being a thing where because of COVID and because of how long you had been home, I remember, I think this is one of those examples of stuff just keeps happening in our lives, period. Yeah. And then it's, what do we do with it? Because you remember, oh my gosh, now I'm even thinking of when you took your test. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of stories, story time. So what I'm talking about here is you found out that there was a certain amount of time and weeks and something and hours. And because of COVID, there was this limit that we weren't aware of. And so I don't remember the details, but. Yeah. But but for some reason I needed to finish and I needed to finish. like. And you had to do what? Eight eight weeks in a row of 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week week with no breaks. And I remember that was another part where I thought, "Uh oh, what if Mackie just says it doesn't matter? And you were that close. How do you, how did you get through that? It was hard. It was so hard because I had never had to, I'd never had that long of days before. Yeah. And then a lot of it was, I was alone for it. 
because my friends would be there for the normal hours and uh-huh. I would have to come, I'd be there before and after them. Yeah. So I'd get there in the morning and I'd be all by myself with wow. the barbers. Wow. <laughs> I'd be so uncomfortable. And then I'd go through the whole day taking clients and then I'd have to stay extra hours uh-huh. after. And so it was just long, lonely days and I was living by myself at the time. And most of my friends from Rexburg had moved at that point. So it was just very lonely, very scary. Just okay. But I knew I had to get it done. So I, I don't even know. I just, I remember it was like my only option, really. And I mean, that's I had what was to just incredible. Yeah. And because I remember we that we were waiting to hear more of those. Oh, you know, yeah. Mackie's in trouble. Things kinda we kind of yeah, you kind of never really like, did okay. that. And I was, I was like, impressed. I just need to do it. I'm gonna do it. And it sucked. It was not easy, but I did it. And I kept telling myself the thing where okay, in eight weeks it's not gonna matter. Okay. I'm gonna be done, and it's not gonna matter. So yeah. I just kept telling myself that constantly. Where And then a year from now, I'm going to be like, I don't even remember that. See, I, I love that. I kept telling myself that. And it's true. I don't even, I remember it sucked. I know, I, I can't remember, remember either because I feel like we're about to try to go into the memory bank. So, so there was, you had to take uh, two exams Yeah. to get your license. Yes. And the one was a written and then the other was a practical. Uh-huh. And the practical, I, so I get here really early. You were leaving to go early. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember this. So you, what was it? You had car trouble. So Tell the story. Well, okay. So the day before my test. I, I'm just going to go for a drive, clear my head, things are good, whatever. I get stuck in the snow. Oh, that's right. You remember that? Yes. And that's what caused the car troubles. Yes. Because then my car got stuck in four low and yep. all that, whatever. Yep. So get stuck in the snow. I'm freaking out. Great. This is good. This is what I needed. I'd been studying all day for my <laughs> test, and I'm like, cool. And then <laughs> I called you guys. I'm literally digging my car out with my hands. I'm You're just like, what do snow. I do? I don't know what to do. Yeah, and we're... <laughs> That and you guys are like, away. I don't know, like try, you know, the, no, we said try really this smart or like things. try this, right. and, you know. Yeah. And eventually, get my car out, and it's just feeling funny, but it's fine. I'll deal with it later. And so then I wake up. I have to leave at four in the morning or something for my test. It's super. It was an early. hour or two away, and you had to be yeah. at a certain place. Yeah. yeah. Super early. Can't be late. Paid for it. Had to be there. It's this five-hour test on your feet, doing things. So I'm freaking out. And I'm on my way there, and my car is just being weird from the start. Oh, I'm getting, I'm feeling weird talking about it. And then it gets to a point where it won't even accelerate. I can't go. That's when you called me. Yeah, can't go more than 55, 60 on this. Oh, and it was like, five in the morning, and you call, and I remember just you're saying, "What do I do? What do I do?" And yeah. I, mean, I can just keep going. Yeah, just and keep yeah, going. You told me you were like, "Just get there, like just yeah. get there." Because part of me was, like, "Well, and just pull like, over and see," it. but no, just yeah. go, just go. Yeah, and so yeah. You're like, just go. And so I was like, "I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. The car's shaking." Oh. And then. I finally, I'm pulling up around the corner. I get off the exit. Luckily, the place is right off the it's exit. Like it's a hotel. casino. Yeah, casino Right hotel. off the exit. Yeah. And, and I've been praying the whole time, just get me there. Literally, I get there off the exit. My car just stops, just shuts down, starts smoking. Oh. And I glide into the parking lot. But still far away. Long yeah, parking lot. Yeah, still far away. But I glide in there, car smoking. I'm yelling at you. I'm losing my mind. Yeah. And what do I do? I have five minutes to be inside. They I, told you that they would lock the doors. Literally. Yeah, they literally lock the doors. So I'm losing my mind. And then. And I'm like, Mackie, just leave the car. Yeah, I'm just, being so just, mean to you. Like, I'm okay, like, I was, I was ready you. for it. Yeah. And, and I have this big tub I have to carry oh, with that's me. That's right. The door's super far away. I'm freaking out. Then this lady comes up to me and she's like, What's going on? And I'm I don't know. <laughs> I'm like freaking out. And anyways, some miracle, security guy comes, okay, we'll deal with your car. I get in the security car. He drives me up. I run in the building. I'm carrying my box. I don't even know where I'm going. I pull up. I walk in. The guy at the mm-hmm. at the door, he's 10 more seconds, and I was going to lock the door. For real. Literally. So I'm cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's last thing I need. I don't have my phone. I don't have my keys. I don't know anything. And I have to take this test. This, like, For super scary hours, test. Then. So I'm 
filled with anxiety. My heart's racing. I'm sweaty. I'm gross. Like, <laughs> I just, it's six in the morning. Like, yeah, it's so early. Yeah. I'm, like, dying. And then take my test, go out there. I have no idea where my phone is, no idea where my keys are, nothing. Yeah, so meanwhile, from uh, my angle, yeah. so it, it was so funny. And I think there's a cool um, thing for parents to hear where, yeah, you're you're saying now you're yelling at me and all that stuff. But I, I get it because you were freaking out and it was such a big thing. Yeah. But, I re- but then it was so funny to hear from my angle. As soon as the lady came up and the security guards and stuff, you're like, hi, oh, yeah, if you can help, that'd be great. Because I'm sitting there, you're like, I'm people are coming up. What are they doing? What are they doing? Like, Mackie, they can help you. They can help. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what, you know. Yeah. And, then it, and I loved it because the, the concept I'm talking about, though, is I often tell parents that that's okay. I mean, it's actually a good thing if you felt safe enough that you could express that to yeah. me. And so parents listening to this, the last thing that a parent needs to do is say, look, I'm trying to help you. You need to calm down. Oh, because that, that would have. I oh. don't know. I, that would have ruined it, honestly. Yeah. Like, you handled it so... <laughs> and just being nice and just listening, even though I was being... That's okay. So, I was being a jerk. That's all right. And you were just, just so trying then, to calm me down. So then you get into the out. test, and it's funny because for most of the day, I'm checking, find my phone or whatever. And, right. And, it, yeah, it's the the phone's not exactly where you were taking yeah. the test. And then and then I'm calling friends in Rexburg. I'm calling a friend of mine me, who yeah. owns, like, a big company and... And so by the time you got out, then you had these texts when you did yeah, get your phone. Yeah, I finally phone. get my phone. And then, then I think one of my friends was... And you uh, tell me, yeah, your friend is on his way to pick me up. Yeah, which, you, then, did, yeah, which you didn't really want. But then you're well, but what, I had no option. Yeah. I was two hours away. And so I was like, okay. And then you had someone coming to yep, get the car. Yep, coming to get the car. And what a time. So was, uh, yeah, it was... And Mackie passed. I did pass. I did so, just fine. So <laughs> look at that. Doing hard things, continuing to move forward, and then just making the most of that situation. Yeah, it and, was a total of just be present. Like, yeah. I'd be prepared for things and then be present. Because I had studied enough and gone over it enough that it was almost muscle memory at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, then just dialing it in being like, hey, those things are out of my control. I can't do anything about that. I need to just be here, do this right now. Which is really hard. It is. It's, it's not easy to do that. <laughs> no, and especially with that kind of a circumstance. Yeah. And then, so now let's let's for, fast forward to you graduate, you come uh-huh. home for a little bit, and then you were looking at, all right, what do I do next? And you were looking at, do I go back to Idaho because I know people there? Do I go to Utah because you've got a cousin there and you guys were looking at maybe rooming together? Yeah. Do you try to get something here in California? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I, yeah. Did I that start to feel, I would say, did that start to feel overwhelming or? Yeah, because it was scary too because that was the moment where I then had to start a career. I was yeah. starting a full-on career. And so I felt like I had to do the right thing. Yeah. But I didn't know what the right thing was, and I didn't know. It was really scary. But And I bet, and so this is where I want to keep throwing good old therapy principles in there, because you heard about this opportunity. I forget who even told you about the opportunty with Meg in, in it Utah. It was my, the hairstylist I went to in high school. Ah, okay. I went with mom yeah. to her hair appointment. She can shout her out. Yeah. Good old Caitlin. Yeah, right? So then she, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she tells you this opportunity. And I remember. Yeah. So yeah. I was asking for her advice, like on, you know, what do I do? You, you went through hair school. You have a, a good, successful career now. What do I do? And she was telling me how she got started and that she, she was like, I wish that I had done this. I wish I had gone and assisted somebody, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. And I didn't know you could get paid to assist yeah. in hair. So I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, Cause I was like, I want to be ready. I want to be. I want to jump in and I want to be able to succeed and know what I'm doing. And I was assisting would be perfect. And she happened to know somebody or know of somebody in Utah who had a really good assisting program. So I was like, okay. So I like followed that. Right. And I love, I got to tell the, the dad therapist, whatever, 
Because then there were still those, okay, that would be amazing. But then here come the yeah, buts. Yeah, but. Yeah, and that's all it was for yeah, that first, like, week it was, so right? That, yeah, like, but I don't even know what I would say. I don't yeah. even know if that's what I want to do. I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't know. know if I want to go to Utah. I don't know if I can. I don't even know if it would work. And then I have to get my license trans. Totally. Like, there was just all these so other many. things. And it was easy to lean into those things and just be like, well, maybe I'll just stay home. And, totally. not, you know. And, and we were, uh, boy, I'm telling you, acceptance doesn't mean apathy. We were saying, hey, Mac, yeah, if you want to. But yeah. what would uh, what would that look like? like to, okay, like, what, you, know, you know, yeah. yeah. You want to just stare at your ceiling all day again? Are we going to start that We never again? said that, for the record. <laughs> but uh, but And so I finally just, okay, no harm will come from just messaging this. I almost want to say, say that again. Because, right, nothing, will, nothing negative will come from right. just continuing just, to move forward. Yeah. You can always say no, or they may yeah. say no. And that was the thing. It was just accepting the fact that there might be some rejection. Yep. But that that wouldn't be the end of the world didn't mean anything. It wasn't anything to take personally. So I had to mentally prepare myself there and get that in my head and then decide, okay, I'm just going to reach out. Worst thing she can do is say no. I'm yeah. not looking. And then I'll reassess and I'll try to figure something out. And then it was just one of those things where she got right back to me. We did FaceTime interviews. Suddenly I have a job. Well, I love what and, she did you know, uh, talking about, I want, this isn't why you're on here, but I want everyone in the world to go find your salon and come see you because yeah. I obviously, you're my daughter and I want them <laughs> to come get their hair done by you. But what I thought was really cool was you were saying to me, hey, have you heard of the, what was like the Enneagram? And have you heard of this? And have you heard of that? And Meg put you through the, the paces from a... Yeah. Love person. language test, yeah. personality test, like just... Because her, she is this whole thing where she's like, you can't be your best self if you don't know yourself. Yeah. Like that whole thing. And it's so true because if you don't know how you function, uh-huh. how are you supposed to do anything? Yeah. And then if you're, if the people you're working with don't know how you function, how are you supposed to run something together? How are you supposed to yeah. be successful? So she knows everything about me, personality wise. Yeah. <laughs> like she knows. And you how learned to a lot about yourself too. Because yeah. you, you were coming home and things. saying, yeah. Have you heard of these things? And that's where I love the fact that you can, it, sometimes it, it literally does take somebody else to bring these things up. Yeah. Because as a parent, I mean, I was screaming inside of, Yeah, we've talked about these things, but yeah, you know, like, no. But, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't. And yeah. But yeah, so it forced me to then understand myself a little bit better. And then. It just helps. I think every employer in the world should do it because then you just know how to communicate and you know, Meg knows how to talk to me about things and how to confront me about things or how to deal with things without shutting me down or breaking me, (laughs) you know? So it's just, it's really good. So then. And then there were other things that were, I mean, I remember, and this is, again, it's so funny now what you said earlier, it was really hard to try to find a place for a while, but now you're in a place and I, and I don't yeah, but we kept moving forward, we and there were a lot of these times where it felt like it's not going to work, can't find a place. And there was or, stuff with my license, trying to get oh, transferred. Right. Everything was just stressful, and then all of a sudden I had this job, and I had a couple weeks, really, to figure it out and get myself to Utah. So it was intense, and it was scary, but we just kept doing it. was one thing. It was the yep. A to B, B to C, yep, that totally. whole thing. Just, yes. Okay, just do this. And then we'll do this, and then we'll, you know, and it's going to be fine. But what if eight steps down, this doesn't work? Well, I know, right? But But what's in front of us? So we kept doing that whole thing. And then again, just telling myself, okay, a couple months from now, somehow I'm going to be in Utah and I'm going to be at my job and everything's going to be fine. And it's not going to matter. That's, I always, that's, that's how I I get through everything. (laughs) I like it. So I just did that whole thing. And then it's okay. Suddenly this apartment looks promising and then it works and then we get it. And then. I have a job and I have a day that I'm going there and my license finally comes through. Everything just fell into place. And here we are. And here we are. Been there for a couple months. Yeah. Working, taking clients. And loving it. Loving it. And do you feel, do you still feel confident? You've learned some crazy advanced stuff around extensions and things like that, right? That are those things that you didn't know that you would already be learning? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. my boss I mean she wants me to be successful which is really nice yeah <laughs> so she just we just got right into things I just it was like, okay you're here you're gonna work we're gonna learn it's all yeah. gonna be good and you guys just moved to a new brand new yeah, building brand new building where yeah okay now for real because one of my top 10 <laughs> yeah please because one of my top 10 metro areas is the salt lake valley provo okay, yeah. that's so sort we're of right thing. in south jordan right off redwood road okay if anyone's in utah they know exactly what that is yeah name of <laughs> the place is it's called ivory salon and suites okay and i'll have links in the show notes but yeah. your instagram my is hair is beauty by mackie beauty by mackie m-a-c-k-i-e mm-hmm. yeah has all the links there all the things you can literally go you can sign up and yeah. you can, you can do their stuff. Me, you can DM me. You can whatever. Yeah. I'm there. I'm working. <laughs> and then so before we wrap things up too, then that concept of we've joked a little bit. You, Mackie just uh, so Katie, I love this too. You surprised us. You came home for the weekend. Yeah. And I just, I love those things. And I should have known when I walked in Friday, then mom was sitting there with her phone on me. And, it, yeah. and, it, and then you jumped out and surprised me. I love that stuff. That's so fun, right? Good stuff, yeah. Yeah, but so Mackie came home, and that's why we're recording right now. But we also talked a little bit about it is still is it still weird to think this is I'm an adult. I'm adulting. This it's is- really scary. It's, <laughs> and I feel like, I don't know, you don't hear a whole lot about being an adult when you're not an adult, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you're an adult, and everything's expensive and hard. And, and you got to just keep doing it. kind of sucks, but it's kind of fun, and it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, and, you, and that's we were talking about that. You have yeah. to keep doing it, and that's really scary. And you were telling me some good stuff there where I was telling you, I kind of start to freak out sometimes where I go, this is my life now. Yeah. I have to show up to work or I I can't function. I can't yeah. live. I can't provide. Well, okay, I'm glad you, you said know? that. So, yeah, no, we're not about to wrap this up because what we were talking about was it kind of goes along to— It's really daunting to think this is this is the rest of my life. Yeah. Which I think everyone at some point or another has those thoughts where it's like— just the, the way life works it is. and the way you need money and you need to, I don't know. It just, it's scary. Oh, it was, it's I was really telling scary. Mackie that uh, it really does at times. And I, I can be probably a little bit therapist annoying and reframing things, but it really does. will people will feel oftentimes like, yeah, it's going to suck, but what are you going to do? And sometimes I reframe it to try to say, there's a book called the road less traveled where the guy says life is difficult. And once we accept that it's difficult, then the fact that it's difficult no longer matters. And now we're not arguing, I can't believe it's so difficult, or why is it difficult, or it's more difficult for me than other people. And right. and those are the things that get us bogged down in the, we can worry and think about those things all day. But once we accept it, yeah, it's going to be pretty difficult, but what are we going to do? And then you start turning toward things that really matter to you. And then, and then the more you do that, the more you raise your emotional baseline, the more you feel a sense of purpose, and the more of those up up days you're going to have. And on the down days, you still feel like that you have a direction or a sense of purpose, which I think is pretty cool. But then I also, okay, so it's like, I'm figuring that part oh, out. Well, so and that's, working I mean, on that. I'm still trying. I mean, I feel like yeah. that becomes what you end up having to do for the rest of your life. Right. It, but not, and that sounds daunting saying that, but what I was telling Mackie about is that, and we go back to your senior year and go back to what you felt was an option B and going to school and I was telling Mackie, yeah, I went 10 years in a career that I did not really enjoy, but I didn't even know how much I didn't enjoy it until I found right. the thing that I did enjoy. So that's where I feel like you... So you were just plugging away. You were yeah, like, okay, this is I what guess. I do. But now, and I like what you're saying. I mean, yeah, there's still days and clients and things like that that I'm maybe not as excited about, but overall, I love what I do, which then yeah. sure helps, which yeah. you, you kind of found that. Yeah. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm for right now, it. right? Yeah. I mean, because this might be, you may go uh, however long on this, and then the fact that you did that will will give you the confidence to then say, okay, now I want to pivot it slightly or whatever yeah. I want to do. I, yeah. I like what I'm doing. I'm happy to be doing it, which is crazy. It's crazy to have that sense of purpose and to yeah. it's life-changing. It is. And to feel like, okay, even though I don't know all the other things and life is still hard and all the it like, is. but it's I difficult. have this thing that I'm okay. 
I'm doing this and I like it and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I can be successful if I want to be successful. And, and we were even talking about your boss is uh, doing an amazing job with her studio and setting up things and promoting everybody. And, but we were even talking about everybody's different there too. I think we were saying you may not be the person who wants to have their own place. You may mm-hmm. want to be a person that has a, their rent their chair within the place, yeah. or you might want, I mean, you can do kind All of kinds of options. Yeah. Based on what you enjoy or what makes yeah. you tick. Literally, yeah. So I'll figure that out yeah. eventually. You don't even need to know right now. No, not no. at all. For anybody that is watching, we'll probably throw up. It's not the best camera angle, but check out your hands. So what are the <laughs> things that you? What are the things you didn't anticipate about this? Uh, this My work. Hands that. always have hair dye on them. Yeah, they always look really gross. <laughs> yeah, they're cut. They're it's pretty bad right now, <laughs> and it won't come off. It won't. The other thing I think was funny was you. I remember the first time you told me that you get little cuts from hair or something like that. Hair slivers. Hair slivers, which sounds like a great name for an alternative band. Like I would go You're see, not wrong. I would see the hair slivers. hair slivers. Like they opened up, they would probably open up for a bigger band. Yeah, no, for sure. Right. But yeah. <laughs> so hair slivers, do, they, do you still get them? Do they hurt? Do they... It's more, that's more like a short haircut type thing. Okay. So typically more men. Oh. Which I don't do. I don't really cut guy hair anymore. Yeah. Unless it's like my cousins. If a guy so. came to your salon though and said, I would like a fancy haircut, would you say yes? That's the thing. My boss is a genius and her place is right next to a barbershop. Ah, okay. So I don't have to. No, that's a good. That's good. I don't have to do that. No, that's yeah. good. Enough. What do you like doing the most of so far? I just anything color related. Really, I've, I've always liked that. But I really like extensions, which I'm surprised I didn't. Yeah. Because it's tedious and it's a lot of work, but it's really those <laughs> are game changers for yeah. people, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's so cool. So that's been really fun. Yeah. So people can go find you and go say hi, and literally book with you. And uh, any parting words of advice now for the, here comes deep therapeutist, uh, therapeutist, <laughs> that's not a word, therapeutic person. So talking to that 16, 17 year old Mackie, what do you, what do you tell her? So many things. Oh. But no, I feel like off, based off of the career stuff. Yeah. Do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. I just so, I know that it comes to a point where you need to be providing for yourself or your family, whatever it is, but you can't do those things if you're not somewhat happy and if you're mm-hmm. not okay. So you need to do the things that you want to do yeah. and figure it out that way. And don't, don't be scared of what other people are going to think. That's so big. Cause that, I let that get to me so bad and just, it doesn't matter. It's but, but, you and it's it your life. It is so hard. I mean, that's the yeah, part where I feel like so I still deal with that at times. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, yeah. that's your, but it's you and it's what you're going to be spending all your time doing. So you need to pick what you can be passionate about and that what makes you feel that purpose and all those things. Which that's a whole other, yeah. literally could go hours on that. But uh, that's and I thing. have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then to little 16-year-old Mackie, I feel like it is just that it's a combination of the A to B, B to C type mm-hmm. thing. Or focus on the things that you can deal with right oh, then and there in yeah. that moment because you don't have control over all the other things. And then understand the part where you always do things where it's like, hey, a year from now, a year from now, like is that. this thing really going to matter or is it going to be this this big of a deal whatever all i do that all the time where it's like calm down it's okay it's fine everything's gonna be fine it's not that big of a deal feel the feelings but it's okay (laughs) it's not that big of a deal it's gonna be fine i don't know just know that there is hope even when it doesn't feel like it yeah it's all like it it is there and it does it comes and goes Uh feelings wise but it is there which i feel like i didn't know that yeah and then i think the biggest thing is just help is there accept it accept it because i think that was i didn't want to and it's good. I didn't want to lean into that and I didn't want to admit that I had 
anything wrong, like mentally. I didn't want to admit that I was sad. I didn't want to like make it real. Uh-huh. So I pushed away all the help and I was just like, nope. As a therapist, <laughs> we, we suggested uh, therapy. And yeah. What were your thoughts? Hated it. Absolutely hated but it. But were the moments where you're like, I want it, but then I... I wanted it so bad. I just, th- it was just the, I didn't find the right person for me. Like yeah. I didn't find somebody that I could really click with. Yeah. And then I gave up. I know, right? And that's why I felt bad because that where we would say, okay, well, well, we can find somebody else. But at that yeah. point, was it like... I just eh. felt defeated. And I, again, that I felt like there was no hope. There was no motivation. I didn't feel purpose. So I was just like, why? I'm yeah. not going to go. Why does it matter? I don't want to deal with it. And so I pushed that away. But no, just do the things. Yeah. Do the little things. I went on medication. I did, like, I yeah. did things. And... Do, do all the things. Do all the things because the things help. There you <laughs> like go. They really do. <laughs> maybe, there's, maybe there's the title. Do all the things because they <laughs> will help. Do all the things. The things help. Maggie, thank you so much. This was really cool. I wanted to do talk about this one all the time. And go find Maggie and go get your hair cut by her because she's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Take <laughs> us out with a whistle. <laughs> for those at Wendy. Wendy. Wendy's my wife. I yep. say for those listening, Maggie has a struggle whistling. That's not bad. Then it goes. Yeah, then it, then it goes. goes. That's so embarrassing. All right, McKinley Overbay, thank you so much. Thank we will you. see you the next time I see you. Well, I'll see you as soon as I hit stop. <laughs> but then it would be the fifth time. That's crazy. I think you get a jacket. Oh, you've already given a jacket. I'll take another one. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, love you, man. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Compressed emotions flying past Our heads and out the other end The pressures of the daily grind It's Waste and rubber ghost I'm floating past the midnight hour They push aside